Hey folks, um, general life update with lots of random thoughts surrounding it. I'm in the middle of two trips, about to leave for the second one. Uh, the first one was an Adirondack trip with all of Hannah's family to get her dad to finish the 46 high peaks. He f- climbed his last two peaks and most of the family did with him. And it was really fun celebration at the top and um, had an Airbnb for, for the weekend. And then now we're home. And then next week we're going to a friend's wedding in Orlando, which is like a destination wedding. So it's, you know, just family and close friends. And they rented this mansion that's like, you know, I don't know, 12 or 13 bedroom mansion with basically like its own like massive resort pool and cabanas and games and theater. And oh, I got to pack the Nintendo Switch. (laughs) One of the grooms texted me. Um to bring the switch if we want to play smash on the screen and we absolutely do (laughs) that i just remembered right now i'm so glad i just remembered um (laughs) okay anyway so yeah just like a massive mansion with lots of people who don't know each other some that do um but that's gonna be you know a totally different thing one this last trip was like a woodland adventure and this one is like a beachy you know florida adventure or whatever okay point is um what is the point there's a few points um okay here's one random thought i'm just gonna these could all be independent episodes but they wouldn't it would it would be a little fluffy to make them all so i'm just gonna kind of shovel these thoughts into one um traveling back to back i am i'm touch and go with traveling i have both mental and physical hang-ups physical my neck is just like really bad so planes are torture and that's the physical one that really makes travel a lot for me i have to like bring a stupid pillow for the plane like a special like back thing for the plane and this like neck massager tool um and it's just really dumb and it just hurts and it sucks and mental for all sorts of reasons just general like travel anxiety boredom on planes that i hate um and whatever and motion sickness is another that's more physical but whatever that there's some things stopping me from traveling times i have like things that make it hard it's never easy it's never something i go into very easily but when i'm traveling i always enjoy it and then when i come back i'm like oh that was so awesome that was so great like let's do it again and then over time that feeling fades and then travel becomes a big deal again to me and then i avoid it um so just coming off of this last trip which you know it wasn't like plane travel but it was like seven hours in the car both ways and you know travel enough and um yeah and uh, this trip feels like nothing to me you know (laughs) there's no amount of anxiety there's no amount of hesitation it's just like all right yeah let's do it let's do it let's go you know so it's just interesting that i i think i'm just learning that about myself it's like well it's good for me to travel it's probably like speaking it's like good for me to do it a lot because then when i do it it's way easier than if i don't do it a lot and then it's like you know if the only thing you have in your calendar is a trip in like three months you're it's you're gonna anticipate it and it's you're gonna have like anxiety surrounding it but if you just had like if you just got off the plane and you're traveling in two weeks like you just don't care i don't know or in my case, in a day, and it just doesn't matter. Just like, okay, whatever, it's no problem. Let's go.
So that's just kind of a run, random like dynamic that I'm discovering that like, oh, maybe I should book trips back to back or just whatever. I don't know. Um, and then, oh, here's another one that, that so I, I'm reminded that like, I don't think retirement is going to be hard for me if I ever retire. I don't think it's going to be hard. I think, or, or maybe, maybe the thought is I can tell you I'm not a workaholic because I pretty easily disconnect and then I have a really hard time getting back into work. Um, and that, that was this last trip. We went to the Adirondacks, like I said, and it's just filled with everything I love. I love the Adirondacks, specifically the high peaks region of the Adirondacks, because it's just like the best skiing and fly fishing and hiking and mountain biking and stargazing and all of those things, backpacking. Um, yeah, it's the best, all those things in New York state, in my opinion. Um, and the whole world No, but it really feels like it when you're there. Um, there's just the smell of the place. It is enchanting. It literally reeks of like enchanting pine trees and unique landscape. I don't know. It's so delicious is the best way to describe it. You literally open your door and you're like, holy crap, we're here. It smells like we're here. Smells so good. Um, birch trees. I don't know. It's like totally different soil than at home, totally different rocks than at home. It's just, it's only like a seven hour drive, but it is just totally different than the, you know, geology and ecology, um, around, you know, my house and whatever. And you're so far away from civilization that when the stars come out, they're freaking out. Like I brought my telescope, I brought a blanket to like stargaze in one night, dead clear skies. I just brought a blanket out into the field, laid down, set up my telescope and just looked up and it's like, you don't even have to let your eyes adjust and you see the Milky Way, you know, it's like bright. The Milky Way is freaking bright and it's not like you're sort of like, oh, is that like, I think I'm kind of seeing like a bright line in the sky. No, it's like, it looks like a giant long white cloud kind of, you know, of stars. Um, you can see every constellation. So many times I'm trying to piece together constellations. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm pretty into stars and stuff and like telescopes and stargazing and, and whatever. Um, and so I'm like somewhat familiar with the night sky, but it's hard to like piece together a lot of aster asterisms and constellations, whatever formations of stars that have names. Like the Big Dipper is, a, I think, aster asterism. Is that the word? is like the big dipper but the actual constellation is ursa major which is like more stars than just the big dipper but asterisms are just like any group stars that have names and constellations that have actual like history you know so anyway uh we could talk about stars for days right but um but you could just see like every constellation in full so i was like discovering new stuff i'm normally not discovering and oh my gosh, just the best. Anyway, whatever. Stargazing was great. I went fly fishing a few times, you know, in these like beautiful natural rivers, some mountain streams, did some hiking up to some streams and catching like native brook trout with like, you know, a fly rod in like one feet of water with like a three feet wide stream. That's like waterfalls down a mountain and you just like lean over a boulder and drape a fly like under a boulder and little fish that's like, you know, this delicate native clear water, non-toxic 
stream that it like sucks down your fly and you catch it and it's awesome or like down at the base of the mountain where the big river is and you're wading into this beautiful river sun's coming up over the mountains and oh my god it's so freaking enchanting and yeah drifting a fly down brook or brown trout strikes it pull it in maybe lose it maybe don't whatever just the freaking best and then hiking we did like a whole uh a whole you know day hike um up one of the high peaks it's like a three three or four thousand elevation hike um 10 miles out and back takes pretty much all day and get to the top and it's you know you can see over lake champlain into vermont the state next to new york you can just see everything um it's just amazing so whatever and then family games and hot tub and um meals sharing hannah's got a big family so it's like a big pile of people making campfires with kids and um throwing frisbees and whatever it's just this is just like the best time the, to me this is that's paradise so coming back from a trip like that it's just like oh man <laughs> let's go how can i go and do that again and it puts things in perspective it's like that's the good stuff when i think about going back on twitter i'm like oh screw that that's just a feeling i have right now it's like twitter and any of the the kibitzing you know and the stress and all of those things it's like oh it would be so nice to put it all down you know um and it would be so nice to live this life but here's the thing is you can't just live the life when you go somewhere and you experience something I've, you know, I'm a big time, um, passion guy, temporary passion guy. So this is, I've learned this lesson over and over is, you know, you go somewhere and you're like, oh my gosh, like I need to, I want to move here or like, I want to buy a chunk of land here or, um, that kind of thing. Basically when you go somewhere and you think I want to move here or like, this is so much better than where I live or something like that. But then if you live there, so this is why I know this is true. My brother felt that way about where we live when so we went out and just did like a colorado trip um years ago and we did some like rafting and a bunch of hiking in the rockies and wild you know elk and bear and ever it was just awesome beautiful place colorado is if, as you know maybe you don't know and he's like I want to move out here. We, we both were into skiing at the time, whatever. He just like set his sights and was like, I'm moving out here. And he did. Um, and we both got into fly fishing. I got into fly fishing cause I flew out with him. We hired a guide and we did a bunch of fly fishing in the, in the mountains and we loved it. And I got completely addicted to it. And, but I had to go back home to Buffalo where there are no mountains and fly fishing is not what it is in Colorado <laughs> at all. I have to drive three hours to get to fly fishing that's somewhat comparable but it's still not none of it's like colorado or any you know the west montana is amazing so i hear austin cameron you're listening to this i know you are um maybe you're not but if you are i want to go to montana very badly <laughs> but so my brother i call him after i get back and i'm just telling him about the trip you know because we anytime i go fishing i call my brother because he's like whatever he's somebody i i try to call him every time i'm in the car basically because otherwise we won't talk um and yeah and fishing he likes to fish so he's like a fishing buddy of mine and i call him and anytime i'm fishing i call him and i talk we talk fishing 
so I call him after we're home from this trip yesterday. I'm in the car and, and whatever the conversation, whenever I go on these trips usually comes back to like, Oh my gosh, Brock, you're such an idiot. Like you are a disappointment to me in the deepest way. And he's like, I know I'm a disappointment to myself. Like (laughs) he lives right next to like amazing fly fishing and he never fly fishes. He has all the gear. He loves to fish, but he barely ever goes out in the mountains. They take like a few camping trips a year. It's like, cause they live there. It's just different. That was all of that to just say that I've seen the other side and you know, there, that part of me where I just experienced something awesome and I'm like, I want to live this. I think you can. I don't want to say you can't. Lots of people do that. Lots of people go and chase their dreams and that's great. But me and a lot of other people maybe won't. You just live there and then you get used to it and then it becomes life again. I've talked about this a lot on here. This is definitely a recurring theme. This concept of, it applies to so many things, but it's something you're reaching for and then you attain it and now it's just normal and that's your new normal. And it's a powerful thing that you can use for you or against you. And it will cause you happiness at times when you can use it for that, but it will also cause you um, emptiness, I think is a better word than sadness. So anyway, it's good for me to not live in the Adirondacks because I can go there and then I'm very excited about it. If I live there, I will not be very excited about it. Um, Probably, I don't know, whatever. But that's the point, whatever. The point is, is that's one of the points. (laughs) You get the point. Um, Yeah, and so I just have a spring in my step. I come back from a trip like that. This happens every time. I'm up to 17 of the 46 high peaks in New York or Adirondacks or whatever. I think it's all in New York. And I am like, all right, we got to book a trip. We got to book the net. We got to get up the next one. What's my next peak? What's, you know, whatever, fly fishing, looking up all sorts of stuff, planning a trip into Canada to do some fly fishing up there um, in October and everything. I'm just jazzed and amped. And the last thing I want to do is open my laptop and scroll Twitter. And it just like, you know what it almost is? I, okay, I'm going to let you in to the too much information personal life of Caleb Porzio, but it's okay because you do it too. When you're in the bathroom going about your business, you generally pull out your phone. Am I right? And you scroll something. I do every time. And it's always Twitter. And I, you know, you have to go to the bathroom, even in the Adirondacks, as enchanting as it is, you know, we all have to go. And so I pull out my phone and I open Twitter and, or I'm about to open Twitter. And it's just like weird experience of like, Oh, I feel like I'm, what's the word? It's like, maybe you're watching a movie, you know, when you feel like you're just switching contexts, you know, it's like opening that transports me into a new world and takes me away from the world I'm in right now into a world that I don't like. And in this state that I was in, and even now still, I'm not opening it on my phone because it's like, this is going to put me in that new world. And I like my world here. My world here is better. It's happier. It's more peaceful. It's more centered and focused. That world's not. It's distracted and hectic and loud and dramatic and all those things that I don't like. 
but I am drawn to. So I don't know. I have to figure that out. But at least the state that this trip, the first trip has put me in, and I imagine it'll be very different than the second trip because the second trip is going to be a more consumeristic trip, leisure. Well, we're bringing our baby, (laughs) so not leisure, but consumerist. You know, we're going to be doing some Disney, I think, and there's going to be a lot of, you know, like eating out and entertainment and those types of things. So I imagine that won't, I don't know, it'll be different. Where an Adirondack woodland trip does something to you. And it's like, makes you question everything. And yeah, so whatever. The effect it had on me is like, I think I might need to change my life. Like, I don't know if I want to go back to Twitter. I don't know if I want to go back to distraction, you know. I truly want to go back to fishing, (laughs) But I do enjoy my work. I'm building something and I'm going to keep building that thing. But can I do it differently? Like Jeffrey kind of does it differently. You know, Jeffrey Way. He He's not nearly as public as any of us. Um, yeah, he's very kind of to himself. and But he puts out a lot of work. And he's a very focused guy. And he's talked about, you know, the pitfalls of this public stuff we're all doing the social media basically. And yeah, so he's kind of a recluse. I don't want to be a recluse. I want to be friends with people and hang out with my friends. And Twitter is a big place that I do that. Telegram is the next place, but Telegram is very individual. Um, so I don't know. It's tricky. It's very tricky, but those are my feelings. And, oh, here's one more that I'll leave you with this environment I thought you know I might be enjoying this more than I would enjoy it with my own family there's Hannah's family who is my family but you know and I'm very integrated with them like I'm friends with most of them independently um some of them are like very very close friends to me you know that I'll just hang out with so I definitely fit in um except for the freaking sports thing they're all obsessed with every sport but specifically football and i am absolutely not and there is all sorts of disconnect there (laughs) like a ton um and i'm the butt of a lot of jokes in an endearing way and it's also frustrating at times um but it's just whatever i'm not into sports i can't i should do a whole other one on sports Mm, i'm gonna pack more into this two more things um I'll I'll say what I came here to say and then we'll just talk sports for a second. But so the thing I was going to leave off on is is like being with someone else's family, you're on your best behavior because it's not your own family. You're not going to pick fights like you do with your own family um or antagonize. I'm I'm an antagonist for sure. I'm not necessarily a fight picker, although I used to be, but I'm definitely I rib on my siblings and my dad. Um and you know, and we all do to each other, but you know, it's like we get in, we get under each other's skins and go too far for sure. Um, but, uh, what, what else was I saying there? Yeah. So your other fam, something like some noise happened in my office that startled me. So I thought like doing this with my own family, I would be so comfortable that it would be a little different where thought like there is actually value in traveling with people you don't know super well 
like you want to travel with good people, but like living in a place with people that you're not super comfortable with or you don't have to live in a place with them, but that helps is exciting in a way that people you just are unbelievably comfortable with is not as exciting. So it's just an interesting thing that I always kind of, if you just asked me off, off the cuff, I would tell you, oh, I much prefer being around people I'm comfortable with because I, I have some level of social anxiety and that I would just say that. But when I think about it, it's like, it's actually really exciting to be around people that you don't know crazy well or aren't super comfortable with because jokes, because there's newness and novelty and mystery and, and that's all exciting. And as I get older, I realize what I want more is things that make me feel alive where I thought what I would want more of is I thought I would want more comfort, like less social anxiety, less physical stress. But I find as I'm older, what I want is more of things that make me feel alive. And what I'm, what I don't want is boredom and emptiness basically. Um, so yeah. Okay. So the sports thing briefly, (laughs) I can't, wrap my head around sports i sound like for those of you into sports i'm gonna sound like an idiot especially the way i'm just repeating the word sports but sports ball um i cannot suspend disbelief long enough to get into sports because when i'm watching a game it's like i can kind of get into it i do watch the bills games the local like football team in buffalo that is doing very well the past few years and everything is bills every everywhere around me my life everyone you go to the i went to the store yesterday and you just get hit with a massive wall of bills everything is bills bills chair bills mug bills candy bars everything is bills i don't own a single piece of bills paraphernalia and my family like thinks that's ridiculous and they buy river bills clothes because we won't because we just don't we don't go to games or anything you know and that's fine that's uh, a lot of my family is like that i just a lot of my family is not sports people we're just like into music and other things just everything but sports building stuff um yeah art but we're not like particularly artsy or anything but just like we're just into everything else because sports are stupid (laughs) you might either play sports or be really into sports but anyway so this football stuff it's specifically this football stuff is so weird to me and what i'm telling you about suspending disbelief is when i watch the football game I you to truly be into it you have to pretend that it matters and I think to other people it it actually feels like it matters but I have to like pretend and I just feel like I'm pretending that it matters and it gets even harder when they have cutaways of like dudes like you know throwing up their fist or pointing to God or like praying or all this stuff that's like god doesn't give a shit if you make that touchdown bro (laughs) like he's not concerned about your touchdown but in the moment and on tv and everybody's watching it it has that effect that like this is so important and serious 
that God cares a lot about it. <laughs> it's like, no. Um, and that that's the part that's like really hard for me. And, and when there's like this, like military gets involved and a lot of like honor, you know, and courage and bravery and all of these things that I am very moved by these, these themes and emotions. But if I watch a war movie, I'm moved by them. If I watch a football game, I think it's ridiculous <laughs> because we made up the uniforms. We made up the rules. When somebody throws a flag out, it's like, that's just a made up thing. Somebody made up a rule. It's all, it's all fake. <laughs> so I don't know. I can't do it. I can't watch a football game and not feel like this is ridiculous. Call me crazy, but I, and ridiculous is condescending because I, most things that people are into, there's a world where I'm into it because I'm basically, I'm capable of getting into anything I feel like. So I think I could be in that world and be really into it. I think, and whatever, it doesn't even matter if I think I could, what matters is tons of people are. So therefore it's not completely insane. There's something there. And I totally recognize that. And I felt it at times. So I don't want to say that it's ridiculous because that is condescending and it is elitist or something. And it feels like a dick thing to say, but the best way I can put my feelings are I am seemingly incapable or have difficulty with suspending disbelief when I'm watching the games and convincing myself that it actually matters. All I'm reminded of is that it's a game and it doesn't matter at all and it's fake. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Sorry for shitting on football for five minutes if you're a football fan. And I'm telling you, I actually do look forward to watching Bills games. And then as the season progresses, I get more into it. And I do also like generally crack a beer and order a pizza for like every so often Bills game. And I really enjoy that experience. It makes me feel connected to the culture around me. That's a whole other thing that like everybody's into this bill stuff and football. And I feel, Oh, so I went to get my haircut yesterday. You're my friend. We're just hanging out. I'm just telling you stories. And I go into the, the haircut place. It's called the men's room and they, it's all women cutting men's hair and it's no appointments. It's just walk-ins. And every time I'm in there, it's like a culture shock. Like all the people here are very much into the bills and the girls cutting hair are all kind of talking back and forth. And the things they're talking about are things that the girls in my life do not talk about. Like they came in and they were talking about some disaster with somebody's extensions, a friend of theirs. Why didn't you call me? Oh, it was, you wouldn't even believe in it. The things they were saying, it was so like, so dramatic and, and the way that they dress and the amount of effort that they put into, um, you know, they're the way that they are, whatever they're stylists. Um, it's fine to be a stylist, but my wife doesn't wear makeup even, you know, and like most of the women in my life, some do, you know, my sister is way more into girly stuff than like my wife, but still they, they're not like that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to describe the way that they're like, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to shit on hairdressers, but all the guys in there, they all, it's all, Oh, what's going on? Oh, working too much. You know, and they all got this thick Buffalo accent. They watch a lot of sports. They go to the bars and they complain a lot. And a lot of them are cops and it's just a different vibe. It is so not my peers. 
And yeah. So I say that because that's another area where I feel like a total fish out of water, like totally. Um, funny to use the fishing word because I, th- I can actually connect with some of them on fishing because that's something that people like that do. But that's another one is like even my fishing career, my hunting career is just different. There's like different styles, you know, there's like the people who like are really into Cabela's and wearing like camo hats and, um, you know, just the more, uh, again, how do you say words that aren't condescending like pedestrian or, or, um, uh, or what? I had a few other insulting words, elitist words, but whatever. I don't know. I'm just shitting on people now. Sports ball, man. Is it different in Europe? Like I know everybody's obsessed with soccer football, but soccer football feels way less like giant macho men that like that fake all this stuff and you have to like drink like beer and and i don't know i just feel like soccer would be more tolerable and the soccer culture is better and you don't have to be as much of like that kind of a guy you know i don't know euro people if you're listening to this tell me is american football different in that way would I feel less like a fish out of water in Europe if I was really in, if I was a, a football head, like, um, soccer, what we call soccer, what you call football is this, is the stereotype different? Would it be a, would my peers be different? Whatever. Where is this going? I'm going to publish it anyway. See ya.